0: to the marvel movie minute a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the marvel cinematic universe one minute at a time i'm andy nelson from thenextreel.com and i'm pete Wright, also from the next we're looking at john favreau's 2008 film iron man today we're looking at minute 74 which starts with tony asking obi if they're double dealing under the table and ends with tony adjusting his arm unit while watching the news yeah. This is really where we start seeing this turn for Obadiah Stane. It's, it's interesting because you still could have this go two different ways. They still have this setup with Raza being the potential villain of the film, while Stane is kind of this business villain, almost like a the B-level villain, right? Yes. And I think it's interesting the way that they're setting that up, because it works really nicely where you don't quite know what's happening and, and stain as they I mean actually it makes me laugh because I wonder if the actors even at this point in performing the scenes if they knew if Obadiah was actually going to be the big villain of the film or if he was still talking about being like the villain in the second film
1: well that's what that's why i was i've been anxious to hear your opinion on this turn because this is the one right at you know like eight seconds into this minute or something we get that fantastic push uh into uh obadiah with his arm around tony and he says tony who do you think locked you out Right, revealing now that you know he's had something nefarious going on with Tony's activity in the company. He's trying to he's he's trying to keep the company moving full steam ahead in spite of Tony's actions, and he's revealing himself as a a a big bad at the company. Given the uncertainty of, that we know about in how they were going to use Obadiah, how do you feel about this transition? Is this a,
0: is this a good one for you? Does it feel it feel right earned? thought out i i I think it all works because i i I, you know it's one of those things where i think that they could have left obadiah just being a businessman and and had him make the turn in the second film and you found out that there was all this under the table dealings this whole time the fact that it happens here i i think it's fine i think it still works well in context of the film i think it was a nice surprise and uh jeff bridges is a great great actor to be doing it Totally. Um, so i i i i buy in. I think it works. I do too. Uh, I i just he's
1: he's a menace. He is just a menacing everything. <laughs> His look is menacing. Everything's
0: great. But what's so interesting is he actually says here it's the only way that I can protect you. Yeah. As if it as if he's trying to protect Tony from himself. And I think that's actually a really interesting element here because they're arms dealers basically, right? They mm-hmm. manufacture and sell weapons and it's it's one of those companies where as a corporation you you kind of have to acknowledge what you're doing but step away from kind of thinking about what that really means I think. Mm-hmm. And so I I think that Tony obviously has been doing that his whole life until recently and is is now kind of changing his mind. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all of the business interests and that's who Obadiah represents here, they are largely saying, "Hello, you're you're bankrupting us. You're going to, you know, we we like having our islands and our yachts and all of this sort of stuff and we're not going to have anything left if you keep doing this." And Obadiah is representing all that, and so he's saying, I, "I'm protecting you from yourself." Meaning, I don't want you to destroy this company. And it's an interesting element because it also is this thing where he is kind of selling arms to terrorists.
1: I feel like that's true. I feel like there is a there is a sense of surprise of like a cascading, uh, sort of waterfall of surprises here, and the first one is that he believes i think for the audience that he believes so deeply that he's protecting tony i you know i i think that motivation is is probably him lying to himself at, at this point right that he knows he's protecting himself and he's saying he's protecting tony so that he can try and and salvage a little bit of the relationship enough of his relationship with tony to try to soften the blow right to try to keep tony from blowing up and do something doing something stupid in the press which is always what he's trying to do is is protect tony from his pr uh, his own pr uh, nightmare that follows him everywhere but but i don't think that you know i don't i think that he probably you know you peel back one more layer of that i think he knows he's doing this as a power grab right he's not doing this just because of his altruistic relationship with tony
0: no right i, I think a lot of that is is the sense that you know tony is is falling apart, and this is his opportunity to kind of step in right, and I think a lot of that for me also works because of the fact that he he puts his arm around him and he's like picture time yeah and uh and does it in front of the press putting putting Tony into a situation where he can't really react, and I think that was actually a really smart move for obadiah to to and calculating move to to put them in a place like that so that that tony is in front of the spotlight and mm-hmm. can't just jump in and do anything it was i just thought it was a really smart and uh, evil move on Obadiah's part. Oh, God, absolutely. And and that, again, is what sort of telegraphs
1: that he's not, it, this is not from an altruistic position. If it was altruistic, if it was defensible, he would have been able to do it in their private conversation up the stairs a little bit further. But he's protecting yeah. himself. He's, you can almost tell, you know, when you look at it again, as you pointed out yesterday, um, you know, Christine is still over Tony's shoulder. Like, he's, he's now turned right, yeah. away from her, Uh, Only to the photographers and now is speaking, you know, sotto voce to try to 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 keep Tony quiet. And Tony's face is priceless. It is stone. It is shocked. Right. this the surprise is setting in that this guy that he thought was his his father figure, his protector, that he had already bought into the fact that, uh, you know, so deeply that Obadiah was on his
0: side. Uh, This betrayal is just beautifully communicated in his face. It does make me wonder, though, as I watch all of this uh, with Christine right over their shoulder. It seems like she might still be close enough to have been like hearing the entire conversation. It makes me wonder: like, was Obadiah concerned that he's saying all this with well another member of the press so close? I don't know. I'd sort of written
1: it off that it was just too loud. But the thing that's funniest to me is she's a reporter, right? She's a dogged reporter. She's clearly yeah. got a great story. Obadiah leaves. Right. The camera pulls right. out. We've, we've got this reverse shot on Tony's back. and We watch Obadiah put his scarf on and go get in his car. We cut back on Tony and rather than kind of sit down next or step down next to Tony and say, hey, what was that all about? I'm a reporter. You know, I need to know. She just walks away. She goes back into right. the party and leaves like, right. That is not the activity I would expect her to engage in next.
0: No. It's strange. They're, all the other reporters it seems like they oh, are, have more interest, and she's all of a sudden like, is she? Does she feel sorry for him here? Like
1: I don't it's, know. It's, it's an odd. Question. It's an
0: odd reaction. Like I'm just going to leave him to his thoughts. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. You know what? Maybe
0: I think I'm tired of the game. I'm retiring. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm going
1: to be a teacher. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, uh, that that doesn't work for me. But it's a good moment for Tony when all the security people kind of run by him down to well,
0: Obadiah, and he's just alone. Nobody cares about Tony in this scene. I find that weird. It's well, I think it it's fitting. It, it I think that's the moment that he needed. You know, yeah. I think it works nicely. I also, the camera works great as Obadiah is giving the reveal. You've got that great um, uh, kind of the, the jibs flying right up into their faces. And then after Obadiah leaves, it's, it's the reverse of that as mm-hmm. the camera just kind of drops away and just and, you know, minimizes in the shot, which uh, it's, it's, it's really nice. I, I do want to say, though, uh, going back to what you're saying about the security, like all of Obadiah's security, one, man, does he have a lot of security detail. <laughs> And two, it's funny because we had that weird shot of Agent Coulson earlier in the bar as he's watching Tony talking to Pepper. And this is before this is as Tony and Pepper go outside to get some air. It has this awkward cut of Agent Coulson standing there watching uh, almost like a stalker as the two of them leave and then we don't see him for a while and the first time that i saw this when uh right around like it cuts to that two shot as as obadiah leans in and whispers in tony's ear you see a figure standing at the top of the stairs, and I was like, "Is, is that Agent Coulson? Coulson? Is he like still spying on Tony? What is going on with this guy?" Wow! And then you see, as Obadiah leaves, that it's actually one of Obadiah's uh, security guys. He comes running. Oh down yeah, you can see him put his. Him. Yeah, there he is. He's the one but across the totally, right Yeah, front. I totally yeah. bought yeah. that. Ah, uh, I totally thought that was Coulson again. They
1: should have done that. It makes me look at <laughs> so everyone funny. up there. Where is Coulson? <laughs> Right? Is
0: he? Is he still he's stalking in, and watching? Maybe he's the one up on the right. Now that might be happy. Wow! No, the, the that's who, that's why I was looking at. The one on the right because he comes running down too. As soon as oh, I was looking leaves. at the one on the left in front of the the sign. Yeah, he also follows. They as do soon right. As, that's as the one i was as, looking at. Yeah, he he puts his hand to his ear, and then you see that both of those guys yeah come, come down passing by. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know. Very strange, anyway, so this is where the this is where the worm turns, uh and as
1: we back up, then we transition to Tony back in his place, playing with his toys and and
0: it's a great transition yeah. on the camera move, too. oh, cause. great
1: on the camera move that slow that same pace pull back off of the off of our subject now we're on t v and I
0: love that the camera pulls back right over his head, yeah, right over his head, revealing him playing with the glove, yeah, watching the news uh f b x news we see the newscaster talking about the devastation in Gulmira. this is Nazanin Bonyadi as amira ahmed as uh as the reporter here and uh yeah she's doing she's doing her her bit here talking about the devastation in the area and making tony pretty pissed <laughs> yeah yeah that's you could say that. <laughs> Yes, Amira Ahmed, Pete, uh, any, uh, d- does she ring a bell at all as uh, anyone that you might have seen in anything? No. Uh, or, sorry, Nazanin Bonyadi is the actress's name. Now I'm feeling like uh, you're about to punk me. I'm not, but uh, I just I bring it up. As far as the IMDb game, um, Iron Man is not actually one of hers, uh, but Counterpart, the, the uh, TV show, Hotel Mumbai, and I'm going to come back to that, Homeland and How I Met Your Mother those are her uh credits on IMDB but hotel mumbai i actually just saw a poster uh for that in the movie theater yeah. so and she's one of the uh credited faces up at the top of it so i think i uh, uh, I've,
1: I've heard nothing but exceptional things about counterpart uh and i didn't watch anything past season 1 on homeland so i, I didn't see her but i haven't watched counterpart and i i too i saw the uh the poster for uh, hotel mumbai as coming soon yeah yeah And I don't remember her as Nora in How I Met Your Mother, but I really feel like I should because she was on there for a long time. Ten episodes. Over over the, well, over the course of
0: three years. Yeah, she comes back. Right. You're right. Right. Anyhow. But she is delivering a a bit of news and and this kind of continues that whole hero's call because here he is fuming and getting upset and and seeing the devastation and hearing about all this awful stuff. We have references to uh, Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, mm-hmm. all of this stuff, all these people are having to walk. And and I think it actually uh, makes for a, kind of this nice sense. Now, it, although I will say, oddly, the the news, it says Gulmira Province at the bottom of the little FBX um, uh, text at the bottom of the screen. Um, I I don't know. Maybe it's Golmira. There's a Golmira village and a province. Golmira village is in Golmira province, New York, New York. Right. One of the, yeah, one of those sorts of things. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe it was just they they just didn't type it that clearly. <laughs> right. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Or maybe maybe it shouldn't be analyzed this closely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right. We we've gone too far now. Right.
0: Let's stop. Minute 74. Hang it up. (laughs) Well, we do have uh, in this news clip, we have a bunch of of people walking. We have um, uh, we we see some shots of warlords. That was the main thing that I, I wanted to point out here is, is we have a couple shots of like just some like warlord type of figures. It looks almost like, you know, Stock, stock b-roll footage, yeah. of warlords you know you've got a guy standing on the back of a truck with a gun none of these guys are people we've seen before it's it's very random um which will be interesting as we compare it with what we continue to see on the news tomorrow mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh i think it's interesting but uh, i am looking forward to uh talking a little bit more about that but before we go i have one last thing i want to talk to you about and that is we we cut after that shot over his head. We cut to reverse and now we're pushing in on him. We see Tony, he's fiddling with a really long screwdriver. He's he's kind of adjusting something in his arm unit. And on the table in front of him, Pete, mm-hmm. we've got the we've got the holder, like the three-pronged arm piece holder. Right. 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 But then kind of screen right of that. It's something that I can't figure out what it is. Is it like a laser gun on a, on a stand? Do you see that little thing? It's it's like a prong. Yeah. Like I, I keep looking at that and it's got like a blue ring. So it makes me think that it's somehow tied into his chest in some way. But I can't figure out what that piece is. Okay, so remember when we talked
1: about the cave, there is this fantastic shot that that shows the exploded kind of arc reactor. He's looking through right. some sort of a magnifying lens, you know, looking at part after part after part, kind of expanding out in front of him. This feels like almost a modernization of that, like it's sitting on some sort of a, uh, uh, like that, the the base looks like some sort of a battery, like light source maybe, and and if you were to turn it a little bit, you'd see that part of it is a lens or, or that's like a, a magnifying uh, device that allows us to look at the circular ring, maybe something to do with the arc reactor. It's about the right size. Uh, it, it feels like a tool specifically for that component that's very similar to something that, that you know, I, I feel like we saw in the
0: cave. Yeah, maybe. You don't buy it. I think it's a ray gun. I think I think he's developing. I think he's also developing.
1: (laughs) Don't. I think it would be late in the game to introduce Ray
0: guns. (laughs) It's just a touch. They're just saying, you know, he's playing with lots of things. Iron Man 2 is is going to be fantastic
1: is what they're saying. That's what it is. It's the Ray guns movie. (laughs) That's that's
0: absolutely what it is. All right. They've planted they've planted the seed. I have no idea it, but it. It piques my curiosity because it's this funky little thing on a stand. It looks like a men in black tool is what it looks like. (laughs) That would be crossing the streams. It is. It is crossing the streams. Although the new one has Thor in it, so look, <laughs> you're right. If the
1: this, this, the the streams were crossed, I feel like Andy. If you like, y- y- we can go ahead and say they're setting the table for something else in the future. But I kind of feel like we know where the future goes after this movie, <laughs> and I don't remember seeing any other
0: ray guns. You can start holding your breath now. <laughs> I just am waiting for. For Endgame, there's going to be a ray gun used in some way. (laughs) He's going to come back to Earth, all the time, and he's going to come back to his the the remnants of his house, and he's going to find this ray gun, and he's going to use it to save the day. I
1: can't wait for that. That that's going to be the moment.
0: I can't wait for that. We've come full circle. I don't know why he has a ray gun on his table, but it'll take us twenty years to close the loop on this conversation. So good, you heard it here first. Season one, episode 74. Now, as far as this conversation that Tony is having with Obadiah here, what I think is interesting is this, this goes to how things change so much over the course of the production. Uh, when There's actually, in the making of, they have shots of the scene between these characters uh, as Robert Downey Jr. and Jeff Bridges are actually rehearsing it. And it's the way that it's scripted is how they're rehearsing it. And it's interesting because they have this whole, Tony, don't be so naive and all of this. And then Obadiah uh, says, Tony, you're a child. Tony says, you don't believe I can turn this company around, do you? Obadiah says, you've got about as much control over things as a child riding in the backseat of your father's car with a red plastic steering wheel in your hand. Tony says, maybe I'll just get out of the car. Obadiah, you're not even allowed in the car. And that's then when he reveals I'm the one who's filing the injunction against you against you. It's an yeah. it's kind of a strange little moment that they had and and they rehearsed this. I actually you can see them uh, rehearsing that whole conversation. It's an interesting conversation, but I think that they streamlined it so much nicer in the in the script. And actually, I'm glad that they did because it also has as as Obadiah leaves. Tony goes ballistic. The paparazzi snap pictures of him. That's when Obadiah says, it's the only way I can protect you. And then Tony yells after him. He's like, this is going to stop. That was the one I was going to comment on because I think that line in particular is so dumb. The, the whole thing. I, I, It's just, it's really written. And I I can see them rehearsing it and then... Feeling it out and then saying, okay, what's the subtext here? What do we really need to get across? Yeah. And then finding the right way to deliver it. I think that Favreau is really good about working with his actors to do that. And clearly, they found a much better way to get this scene across. I totally and absolutely concur. All right. Well, I uh-huh. uh, I don't think I have anything else for this minute. Uh, you feeling pretty good? Thank God. No, I'm ready. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, that is it for today's show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Real. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreelcom slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers.